You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, people? Hope y'all are having a phenomenal Wednesday. It's your host, Max, here with Locked On Seminoles. I'm joined by Drake. And well, I realized I kind of say the same thing in every single intro. I go, Drake. How we doing, buddy? And I'd like to mix it up. So, Drake, how's your day been? My day's been pretty good, man. I just left Orange Theory. Shout out to Linden Creek, Florida. You know, got a nice little workout, got a little pumped in, and I'm excited to talk about today. And, you know, I got you heard we got, we got a great show for the folks today, right? We do, man. We have a great show ready for the folks. We're coming in with the energy. You know, last night, we actually recorded an episode for y'all, but we didn't publish it today because, well... I'm like Leonardo da Vinci. I don't have his talent or his abilities and I will never be as famous, but I mean, in the sense of I'll only put my name on something I truly believe in. So, you know, or his looks or we don't know what he looked like. Yes, we do. We don't. He was a bit. Okay. Or you're telling me, all right, if the only way to have your image preserved for possibly all eternity, because I don't know what they knew about the, you know, breakdown of oils on canvas back then and what they didn't know. We're not here to argue that. What don't you think you'd have them do a little sprucing up of the painting, right? So we don't really but know. Did you what see he his like. hair though? The flow, it was feathered and lethal. And that man was a genius. Come on. That's a great point. Uh, he did have the, I'm just saying that we don't really know, which blows my mind, by the way, when you see a painting, right. Of an old person, now, I don't mean old, like our grandparents, I mean, old, like, you know, 15th, 16th century Renaissance now, you know, cause that 15th and 16th, the techniques weren't there. So let's say like 18th and 19th century when like neoclassical realism was really popular. So painters were good at painting people and you chose to be ugly in your portrait. My guy. What? You don't even have, you didn't have to get plastic surgery back then. All you had to do is when you're getting the painting, be like, hey, touch this up a little, touch that up a little, not unlike women today with their apps. So anyway, uh, moving on from that, let's talk about something else that made me happy today before we get into the nitty gritty of football, which uh, folks, I promise we got a great show for you today. Um, yeah, we're going to bring the energy. As you can see, we're going to bounce around a little bit, but it will be something we're going to be pumped to put our names on. And another thing I'm pumped about, Drizzy, Fast and the Furious comes out in two weeks. Before we talk about football, can we just mention that for the first time since February of 2020, which unbelievably is like 18 months, I'm going to sit in a movie theater. I'm going to get a large Dr. Pepper, the biggest one they make. Like it's going to be like a paunch burger bucket of soda. I'm going to get a massive child size. popcorn. Child size. Child size. Like, the, like literally the size of, of a child? Yeah. <laughs> How is 512 ounces child sized? Well, we did some calculations and it's about the size of the average five year old if it were liquefied. Anyway, I, dude, I cannot tell you how much I love the movies. I'm not going to go with anyone. I'm going to go by myself. I love going to the movies by myself. I'm going to find one of the chairs, you know, in the AMC theater, they do the reclining. That's like, oh, you pre-book it. So, you know, no one else is going to be near you. You get your big drink, your popcorn, and you watch Dominic Toretto go up there and you watch him just like, it's about family, brother. Now, what I love about it 
is how The Rock has sort of taken over the franchise because you know I love The Rock. So here's what I want to dive into to somehow relate this tangent to Florida State football. Dominic Toretto and The Rock, they're like oil and water. They don't mix. They don't go around together. They, you know, one is big and bad and the other one came on the scene and was bigger and badder. <sighs> Which player on Florida State do you think is most like Dominic Toretto right now in the first Fast and the Furious that maybe kind of runs the show, but maybe because, you know, we're down, we're kind of a low budget film right now. We're not like at the top of our game and which recruit you can't say Travis Hunter do you think is going to be most like the rock and you think is going to storm into the locker room next year and really just kind of not, I don't want to say there'll be conflict because we don't want conflict in the locker room, but you know what I'm saying? We'll really come like, bring the star power to the locker room. We'll be a leader on day one and really kind of be the champion. It can't be Travis Hunter of the youth movement that we're hoping to see next spring and into the summer. So, I mean, I'm more of a big Dom guy personally. Um, to me, the movie's got better because the writing and director got a little better. The rock, you know, Hey, you know, he's not, he's not particularly a good actor, but he's just, you know, funny and fun to watch. But for Dom, I would go with Emma Rice because with Dom, you need someone that's been with the team for a very long time through the ups, through the downs. Emmett Rice, I think, is like on his Van Wilder eighth year. I mean, it's his sixth year, but he definitely is going to be here for like almost eight years total, total max. And to me, that's probably the best comparison because like he exemplifies, you know, the whole family aspect. The whole, like, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I leave this place better than, you know, what I came with. And to me, someone that would be the rock, the new kid in the block, the new face from the recruiting class is A.J. Duffy. A.J. Duffy, you know, a West Coast kid's got that West Coast swag and he's t- – He's probably the bell cow of the class if I can't pick Travis Hunter because Travis Hunter obviously is the obvious answer. But A.J. Duffy is a position to need a quarterback that we haven't had a we haven't had a true like star signal caller since Jameis. I'm just going to put it right out there. And to me, that's the guy that you would definitely be seeing as the rock that brings the swagger, brings the energy, and might be clashing a little bit with, you know, a Toa Purry that's already there. Maybe clashes a little bit with Jordan Travis because he might take their job because that's what he's there for. He's there to make it better and improve the franchise. So let's go with AJ Duffy. Okay. I dig that. I do. But I think AJ Duffy, I think he might be a little more like a Tyrese Gibson. You know, he might, he will bring some star power for sure. But I don't know if he'll really lead the movement in the way I'm thinking with the oil and water. To me, it's one that we don't talk about enough. I don't know how to say his first name, but it's Mr. Bob. I think we're going to have a young guy come into that offensive line room and just be like, what the hell has been going on in here for the past three years? I think he's going to be the one of the first ones, like, you know, fully recruited through the cycle by Atkins and signed. He's going to be feeding off that energy of the Travis Hunter, ideally the Sam McCall, hopefully the Marvin Jones Jr. And be like, yeah, we're not going to f- around this year. And it's our unit that's going to start with. So if I see someone really like that, I think is going to bash heads with like, some some current players and really be like the young guy whipping him into shape. It's him. And I think it's going to be Dante Lucas that he clashes with because he just has the personality for it. And I feel like if his attitude doesn't shape up, I could see him kind of having that sort of like, you know, the whole issue with Vin Diesel and The Rock, right? Was that like Vin Diesel basically got called out for being lazy and didn't like it. And instead of like working harder, he kind of threw a hissy fit about it on social media or I guess there was publicist or whatever. Also, no offense to to the Rocky. If you watch a lot of his movie projects, there always is a controversy that where his co-star is always the one that's you know very lazy. No offense to the Rock, 
for some reason, it always comes from his camp that he is he's having trouble with his co-stars. Maybe it's also the other way around too. But I do see your point with Aluba being someone that definitely clashed a little bit with Dante Lucas. Even though I've heard all things considered, like apparently Dante Lucas, you know, his attitude is shaped right. Like, you know, people mature a little later. I think hopefully it's the, t- right, the right time for Dante Lucas. Now, I think he knows that. And I feel that, you know, moving forward, he definitely is going to be a force to be reckoned with because he has the talent to play at the next level. I'm not saying a first-round pick, but obviously, like, you know, a second, maybe third. And, yeah, I actually like that Aluba pick a lot, actually. Hey, they're not all first-round picks. But if you want a first-round pick, folks, I'm going to put you on to something new today. It's a new sponsor. It's one that you haven't heard me talk about. And I don't know if y'all heard me talk about my cooking before. I, Well, I like cooking. I Today, you know what I made, Driz? I made a, uh, made a nice – I busted out the cast iron skillet, and I made some pan-roasted chicken. So what I do is I, I throw oil and butter. That's right. Into, into this cast iron skillet, I get a real thing going. What kind Boom, of butter? What, what kind uh, of butter are you talking about here? Dude, are you kidding me? It's got to be unsalted, like straight up real butter no, off the stick. No, no country you, crock you, shit. You, no, you need to get that Kerrygold Irish cream butter. That it no, just no, you melts don't. and melts in there and actually get all the fat and the flavor in there. Oh, no, no, I know, but you, you got to be careful with the cast iron because it's pre-seasoned, you know? So you like, it's all oh, using cast iron. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah, get a little no, salty, no, no, so right, I got to go you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Continue. Um, continue. No, no, but anyway, so I hit all that. I hit the chicken. Point being... I'm very particular about what cookware I'll use. And this company made in cookware, they decided to roll the dice when they decided to sponsor the Locked On Network and send us a free item. And I just, I told them to put their money where their mouth is. I got the chef knife. I'm, I love my knives. There's a particular brand I like to use. And I said, look, I'll play anyone, anywhere, anytime. Let's go head to head and let's see how this thing does. And I'll tell you what, man, the, uh, the maiden, the maiden knife, it held up. It held an edge well. It resharpened well after the first use. It cut pretty much just as well as my knife. So that tells me it's high quality. I'm going to order more of their stuff, and you should too. So go to maidencookware.com. That's made in, like, you know, made in America, M A D E I N cookware.com slash locked on, and use promo code locked on, and they'll throw you 15% off your order. I, I'm glad we got to work in some Fast and the Furious. I love when I get to bring together two things that I love, the Fast and the Furious franchise with, well, Florida State football. But let's get a little more direction going on actual sports because that's what y'all folks want to talk about, not just the random comparisons, metaphors, similes, and allegories that pop into Max Moody's head at 9.40 p.m. on a Tuesday night. So, Drake, I've I've been combing the internet. I've been texting people, DMing people, tweeting at people. And I just really like to see what's on people's minds. You know, what are the, what are you curious about? Because I think for us, we talk about this stuff every single day, right? And the average person doesn't, I mean, unless you, you know, I don't know, unless something's wrong with you, probably, you don't have an outlet to talk about this every day. Now, don't think that something's wrong with you because you want to talk about these things every day. I just mean that you probably realize that the couple coworkers you talk to on a daily basis don't want an in-depth analysis of Florida State football every day. So y'all don't get to get it out of your system, which is what you use us to do. And I think the most frequent question that's come up besides recruiting, besides offensive line, I mean, those are the two things, plus the quarterback battle. I've had a couple of people ask me pretty directly, and it's a good question, if we are going to actually pull off this Notre Dame upset that I think we've seen that the fan base seems to be trying to manifest, how does that 
actually happen? Like, what does that actually look like? I don't want to ruin our season preview with Phil Go, but I guess let's let's keep it high level. What strengths do you think legitimately give you confidence? And I don't want to say, well, yeah, let's say some confidence that this is a game where we could pull off an upset. Like when you really think about it and think about how the 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 players are going to play on the field, how the game's going to go quarter to quarter. What what gives you that feeling of like we could steal one here? So. I'm not going to say offensive line. People will love to say that we have that improved, but until, you know, we, we did improve this past year, but until I see, you know, from a day-to-day basis with a quarterback that, you know, doesn't, you know, extend the play like Jordan Travis, I'm not going to go with that. Defense, I mean, everyone knows my opinion on the defense. As long as we have Adam Fuller as our defensive coordinator, I don't think we're going to be improving whatsoever. But, you know, here's hoping that Jermaine Johnson and the DBs that we got like Jamie Robinson and Brandon Moore, you know, actually do show out. But to me, it's probably a different transfer. And, Dave and I have been beating the drum, and I think it's someone that's been there and been, been there before to beat a prestigious program. That's what Kenzie Milton. Uh, one of Kenzie Milton's last big games was against Auburn in that Peach Bowl in the undefeated national championship season that they had in 2017. And he's going to, he's going to, he's one of the people that I, there that's going to have the most experience under his belt at quarterback because if you remember, Notre Dame lost Ian Book this past year to the Saints at the draft. Their new starter is, is a someone who's going to be somebody who wasn't even on the team last year is Jack Cone, Wisconsin transferring. I know Phil Goh thinks he's really good. I'm here to tell you he's not very good at all whatsoever. I think he's kind of a – there's a reason why he lost a job to Graham Mertz, a freshman quarterback. So, to me, the main reason for us is probably going to be a, a combination of our of our offense with Mackenzie Milne, you know, being able to accurately throw those intermediate to deep balls. And then also our, our three-headed monster running back with a Jay Sean Corbin, with a Lawrence Hill Philly. And also with your boy, the bowling ball, Muscle Hamster 2.0, and DJ Williams. So I think those three, those four right there is going to be what we're going to go, be going with. I think that's a, a pretty astute analysis. I'm going to stick, I'm going to go a little past the players here. And I'm going to say, I think it's going to have to happen in two things. One, the turnover game. And two, we're going to have to find a way to create short fields. When you look at us getting up on Notre Dame 14 to three last year, that's how we did it. And that was sort of our recipe for success against North Carolina. I don't want to sound reductive or like I'm just grabbing the, you know, first most common line of how do you upset good teams? But there's a reason that that's the most common way you upset good teams, right? You got to do it in the turnover game and you got to create some short fields. I think if we try to go into Doak Campbell on Sunday, the 5th of September, it's the 4th, whatever it is. And we think that we're going to beat Notre Dame in a yardage battle. I just don't think that's realistic. I think if this team, though, your guy Jermaine Johnson can get some strips in the backfield, the three-headed monster can break off one or two big runs. I think that's how you're going to see a Florida State victory. I think if it becomes a traditional football game, that game's over before it starts. What if I tell? What if I told? What if I told you that instead of you know us going the you know traditional football game route where our defense you know has some stops, why don't we do what? Memphis did against UCF like two years ago to beat them, score 45 points and beat Notre Dame 45-42 and just score nonstop constantly as fast as possible, as quick as possible. And we just literally just, you know, outscore them because that definitely could happen. And also the turnovers, you're right. That definitely helps out UNC. The was a pick six by Joshua Kando. The first touchdown of Sam Howell's career at Doe Campbell <laughs> was on off against our own. <laughs> His first touchdown pass was to, to a Florida State player. Well, it was to a Florida State player. Yeah. But 
like that. I mean, I do see your point. Like there, we, we need luck. Obviously I'm not saying, I mean, I've been making the Kool-Aid serving it out, you know, by the bucket over here saying that we're going to be Notre Dame. Cause I fully and heartily believe that we can do it. And I think we have a good chance of doing it. You have that not only is our own fan base thing in that, but you have media outlets like CBS sports, two, four, seven, even Fox sports the other day has had us as a potential upset of the week that week. So I really do think if we go in there and play sort of, if we just outscore them, if we just, you know, have the ball at the end and make sure that we score last, that's how we win that game. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And it, it can be a high scoring game. If you rely on turnovers, I think that the, again, the UNC game is probably the best blueprint because that game was so similar to the Notre Dame game. The only difference is we kind of kept riding the momentum. And if we can just, Hey, if we want to boat race them, if we want out, if we want to score 45 points, I'm not going to tell Kenny and the boys not to do that. They are more than welcome to go score 45, but the way you're going to do that is it's got to be with chunk plays. It's got to be with turnovers. And I think you look at Ian book, right? He was an extremely capable quarterback from the perspective of protecting the ball. You know, people hate the term. I know Notre Dame fans hate the term game manager, that's what he was Dude, great at. He's, he's 15 he's, touchdowns, three picks, rarely ever put the ball on the ground. Jack Cohn, well, that uh, that remains to be seen. In 2018, he had five touchdowns to three picks. And then 2019, he approved that with 18 to five. But, you know, that's uh, five picks, 18 touchdowns. He was 60, 69% completion. So he was okay. Nice. In Nice. Um, but 2018, he wasn't much to write home about. So I think you're right. He's a big question mark. And if we can really make his day not a lot of fun, which, by the way, against what projects to probably be one of the best offensive lines in the country, isn't going to be super easy. But they're also losing, what, four out of five starters? Five out of five They have starters. four out of five starters leaving. They also lost Dylan Gibbons. They did gain Kane Men, but... I mean, I'd rather have Dylan Gibbons than K-Men. I'm going to say that right now. I mean, I was saying, I was, you know, I sent out the hashtag, hashtag K-Men out of tally, but no, we got the right lineman coming in. And Jermaine Johnson's going to eat. Kier Thomas up the middle is going to be great. And I think we're going to see a lot of different looks because we are move, moving from the 4-3 to a 4-2-5 because our linebackers are kind of suspect. They also did lose one of their, you know, main tight ends as well. And with Ian Book, you're right. Ian Book to me is, he's Alex Smith. The man's athletic enough to actually extend the play. He actually is sneakily athletic with his legs. He's very, very quick. And to me, he also makes the right decision all, most of the time. But with Jack Cohn, we know I've seen Jack Cohn play. He's not particularly good. He's not particularly sorry. He's not, it's not, he's not particularly good. He's just particularly average at every single thing he does in the sport of football as a starting quarterback. And to me, that's someone that you don't, I'm not scared of him. I'm not scared of him at all. The only person I'm all scared about from that offense is Chris Tyree and the other kid running back. His name is, is escaping me. And that defense did lose JOK. It's still Kyle Hamilton, but overall, I think it's going to be a boat race kind of affair. It's going to be some Big 12 football Sunday night on ABC. We might, honestly, we do need some stuff to go our way. Maybe a pick here, a pick there. Because, listen, like I said before, I'll say it again. It's going to be a Sunday, Blaze Sunday, Labor Day weekend. No one's going to come out on top. So, sorry, folks. Uh, there's been a little interruption tonight. Uh, we give you guys the behind the scenes stuff and my beautiful daughter, she's decided to wake up twice during the show and she actually is a little saint. She sat here on my lap and was a real trooper for about five or six minutes of that, but she's back in bed. We're hoping she stays asleep and, you know, hopefully dad gets some sleep, but Drake, I, 
I love that you said the little thing about the Kane Madden to tally and the Dylan Gibbons because I want to make two points. One, if you want unbiased analytical analysis, there are programs that provide that. As we get closer to the season, all of my logical reasoning skills slowly fade away. And I think when we do game previews, I'm pretty good about giving both sides. But do not expect, especially as that season gets closer, I am like a bear getting ready to come out of hibernation. There's just an instinct that takes over. And it's all Knowles all the time. The lies are elite. The opinions are voracious, strong. I don't know if an opinion can be voracious, but there, there's a lot of strong opinions. And I just want to elaborate on what you said for a minute, Drake, because we did get Dylan Gibbons, who, by the way, played for the team that had unequivocally unequivocally best offensive line in the country last year that's the room he was in that's the coaching he was getting that's the level he was in i understand that kane madden is a great talent if he'd come to florida state i'm i wouldn't have been upset i would have been lying at an elite level for him too he would have been the greatest lineman to ever grace a football field in the history of mankind if he came here right the right. greatest to ever play the game but since he decided to go to notre dame Instead of Florida State, I can tell you with absolute authority, he's look, he's a former walk on who played for an average group of five school, which great. I understand great talent. You got a lot of film on the guy, but you cannot convince me unless he transfers to our school. You can't convince me that a, that a kid from Marshall is one of the best offensive linesmen in the country. I get he had offers. I get that. I know you can look at tape, all that, but I will take the kid that has been fighting with the proven army other rather than the best soldier in like the ragtag group of misfits. You know what I mean? Give me icebox all day over Becky O'Shea. I don't care. I said it. I said it. Icebox freaking unit playing for Kevin O'Shea's team. That's won the peewee championship like nine years in a row. Yeah. I'll take him over, you know, the guy, Rick and Rick, whatever's, daughter that you know maybe like doesn't get the best coaching and she may be an athletic talent but i'll take the person that came from the great school all day sorry kane madden you're off my list we got dylan gibbons and that is max moody's that's my final judgment on it I also dylan right picking that also dylan gibbons rocks cartier sunglasses with the hawaiian shirt for his graduation that's my lineman and for that we thank you and please dude for the love of all that is holy dylan I see the Cartier shades. I see the Hawaiian shirt and I know what vibe he's putting out. Just, just don't go, just don't go to college Avenue until after the season. Just wait. You got two semesters. Come on, wait until the second season. I know you're going to have fun there, but buddy, we need you on Saturdays. If you guys don't follow my advice and you go to college Avenue and you wake up and you don't know if you're going to be ready for game time on Saturday. Well, let me tell you what you're going to look and you're going to say, Hey, I'm so glad I listened to that crazy attention deficit hyperactive disorder having son of a bitch that comes to me through my airwaves every morning and packed a couple of built bars because one thing that'll get you over a hangover is great tasting, high protein, low carb food. That's not true, but it will make you feel better about the Whataburger that you crushed the night before that is helping you not be as hungover. So I'm not going to tell you not to get fast food after you crush maybe some college ab, maybe some college town type situation the night before the Notre Dame game. 
but I am telling you to have a couple of built bars in your bag. Now go ahead and order them now because these things are amazing. All of y'all are listening to this. Everyone's going to heed my advice and you don't want them to sell out. We've seen stuff selling out all through the pandemic. We don't want that to happen to built bars. So right now, take a moment, pull out your phone, go to Safari, go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your order, get some built bars shipped to you, and then sock two or three away for what is guaranteed to be a marathon of a weekend during that Notre Dame game. All right, so that's enough season preview. I don't want to ruin it. Other than I will say I was texting with Phil Go of One Foot Down, the Notre Dame's SB Nation outlet. We are going to get him right after the 4th of July. He's vacationing in Minnesota. I told him I did not know people willingly went on vacation there. He then sent me a picture of him fishing, which I point I said, and you're wearing long sleeves during the summer, which is why you should have stayed in Florida. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What the fuck is doing in Minnesota for vacation? I don't know. People, people is he moose hunting? I don't know. Is he people, people watching? What is he doing? I don't know. People go there. I don't know. I didn't I didn't think people went there either, dude. I didn't even know the ice was melted by fourth of July. So that tells you how much I know about Minnesota. I thought that was America, Siberia. I'm joking, people that you know, Minnesota fans, we love you, but sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason they play in a dome. If your professional teams play in a dome and you spend the money it must cost to air condition a building that big, you know it's an uninhabitable icebox like it's just it is the planet hoth are there some great people running around there yeah one of my best friends his mom's from minnesota i think no she might be from north dakota i think she's from north dakota and then his dad and her went to their crna school in minnesota it but let's not get lost in the details there's some great people there but it is hoth i mean it is a desolate frozen wasteland and i don't know i didn't know people vacation there willingly but hey At least it's not not Nebraska, so. That should be their state slogan. Welcome to Minnesota. At least we're not Nebraska, don't you know? I about to say, that's Cleveland's. At least we're not Detroit. Who says, at least we're not Cincinnati. And then they just kind of kick that around the Midwest. And um, it's kind of sad what's happened to those towns due to automation. And uh, they're slowly dying. But anyway, we're not here to comment on international trade policy. We're here to talk about Florida State sports. So, Drizzy. So without spoiling more season preview, let's talk more hypotheticals. If Florida State does beat Notre Dame, I like to think, and I know y'all are going to hate to hear this, so just groan along with me. It's, It's what we do. We build you up, we bring you down, but we'll bring you back. Don't you worry. Florida State takes one against Notre Dame. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. What game do you think the football gods will punish us with a loss in? The the Louisville to the UNC win, if you will. Where, where do you think that falls on the schedule this year? Let me – can you pull the schedule for me up for me really uh, quick? Because I, I really don't want to pick this game that I have right now at the top of my head, but it's if we beat Notre Dame, that's definitely what I'm thinking. And I think you know where I'm going with right now with this because it pains me to say it. Yep. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I have, I have one of three, it could be two of which are, lo- are going to be, are have to do with the state of Massachusetts. One of oh, which no. I, we would, we would host on the locked on ACC podcast. Oh no, I, no, that actually, if we lose the UNC that actually would, I wouldn't be surprised if we do this year. Cause actually Sam Howell's really damn good. No. Um, if you want the football gods to punish us mm-hmm. after a Notre Dame win, mm-hmm. you lose to Miami again for the fourth straight year. And that to me 
Because if you want like some football god karma for, you know, he giveth and he taketh away, lose to an in-state rival, lose to Manny Diaz, lose to a program that you're competing with day in, day out with recruits. And that to me would be the pick for that. I don't think we are. I think that actually Miami is extremely beatable, especially because Derek King, we don't know what he's going to come back with. He had the same injury similarly as Mackenzie Milton, who he took, what, a year and a half, two years to come back. So they're going to be starting, what, Tyler Van Dyke? Because Tate Martell's gone. Well, Nicozy yeah. Perry is right now at FAU. Paid what a bit much as a walk-on, but yeah, to me, it would be Miami. But yeah, I think Miami's a good one for where do the football gods make one up. Here's what I think happens if we beat Notre Dame. Because I, I just know how it works. I've been around the block, all right? I've, I've, I've ridden the high, and I've gotten pummeled by the lows. I have recently made plans to go visit a dear, dear friend of mine, and his, ideally she'll be there, his lovely girlfriend. And uh, he's, he's a big-time Bostonian. You know, we're good friends in D.C. He's moved, since moved back to Boston. I'm currently down in Tampa. We're, we were talking on the phone a week or two ago, and I, an idea popped in my head of like, oh, what, let me check this out. And it works out with my Charlotte weekends where I'm actually going to go up and uh, see him and we're going to go to the Boston College game. Now, folks, if you're not looking at the schedule right now, because why would you be? Here's what November looks like for the Florida State Seminoles. And it will be a November to remember. On the 30th of October, which is basically November, we have to play at Clemson. Don't worry. Our students will be busy drinking themselves into not remembering that game because Halloween lasts 12 days in Tallahassee, and that falls right in the middle of that whole celebration. As it should. As it should. I'm, uh, you know, live it up, kids. If, you know, I know we skew to a younger demo, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Never question your decision to celebrate Halloween on two separate weekends. It looks like this year it'll be on a Sunday, and you may be tempted to say, well, maybe I'll just celebrate it the Saturday before. Celebrate the week before that too. And if anyone tells you that, why are you wearing a costume? Halloween's not for a week and it falls on a weekend. Don't be friends with that person. That's like someone telling you built bars aren't good or not to use betonline.ag for your gambling. Come on, you don't need that negativity in your life. So we come off a big holiday weekend. Then we have to play the NC State Wolfpack at home. I think we exact revenge for last year because that's the cycle with NC State, right? They beat us. We beat them. They beat us. And we also, we started two freshman quarterbacks, and we actually were still into that game for a majority of it. Jordan Travis starts that we beat them by 20 points. NC State sucks. I'm sorry, Kenton, but NC State is not good. 100%. And then we played we play Miami in Doe Campbell on the 13th of November. So we've got at Clemson, NC State at home. Miami at home, and I think we can beat them. But then we got to go up to Boston College. November 20th. And it's going to be frigid. It's going to be cold. I caught myself because I don't want to make Drake edit it, but I feel like the only way to get the point across is to say it's going to be freezing up there. Like, think about how cold you've been in your life, the most cold you've ever been. That's Boston in November. Yeah, so... You know they're going to make it a night game because... Neither. Uh, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a red bandana game too. But in those of you who don't remember that Max and I, Max was in DC. I was in Baltimore and around that time, it doesn't get like slowly cold out of nowhere. You go to bed. It's like 68 degrees. You wake up the next morning. It's like 40. It, if you want to imagine how cold it is, if are you guys are game of Thrones fans, you know how, you know, the night walkers are coming when there's literally everything around you freezes and your heart just stops. It's so cold. That's how cold Boston is in November. And I'm not going to lie to you, Max. I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if we do lose that game, 
mainly because I think they have the better coach than them. They might also have a potential dark horse uh, Heisman candidate on that team. The average high on the 22nd of November in the city of Boston is 50 degrees. That's the high. The average low is 37 degrees. So if there's a little bit of wind, if we have to play at night, if it's just even a moderately, by the way, uh, one standard deviation from the average puts you at 21 degrees Fahrenheit for the low. So if we just hit one standard deviation from the average temperature in Boston on that date, it's going to be colder than that, than that Notre Dame game. And that is going to be tough as hell to play in. We're going to be coming off an absolute meat grinder of, of a, of a three game skid or not skid streak. Like what I didn't, it won't be a skid or a streak, but we got to play Clemson. We got to play NC state. Then we got to play Miami, which are all for various reasons, if not the most like talented, you know, deal that we have to play, which they will be some of the best teams we have to play. They're just emotionally draining games. It's, I mean, it's an entire gauntlet. You're, you're, you're right. It's an entire gauntlet. We have Clemson and state and Miami. And then also if you look at a roster, a majority of our kids are from Florida. Dude, I don't give a sh- where you're from. I don't, I don't care. I, you cannot convince me that those psychopaths up north that don't wear sleeves during the winter actually are like they do it to make you think they're crazy. It's it's cold as cold. Like it's just cold. See, you know, like after living up there, there are some like they're just That's weird, true. man. They just love that. Like also low key, I kind of got to that way too. I started wearing short shorts in 40 degree weather. I never did that. You know, it's funny. I, I actually wore more clothes when I got up there because when I first got up there, I did like to try to see, it was like not wearing sunscreen, Heath. You know what I'm talking about, buddy. And then you realize like, you're not tougher than the sun. So I got to the point where it was like, you know what? I could feel kind of cold or I could just wear a jacket, put the gloves on, wear some boots with some wool socks, you know, like dread, like full blown wear the warm clothes. And I didn't have to feel cold at all. So I, I kind of went the other way. Um, but yeah, that, that's the game to me that I think is probably the trappiest of the trap games on our schedule, maybe wake forest, you know, having to play Notre Dame on a Sunday, then, you know, we have a Jacksonville state game and then we're looking ahead to Louisville. Maybe we, you think we look ahead to Louisville? Really? I, I don't see it. I like, we can, I just, we can discuss that like tomorrow, but like, I don't think we would. Yeah. I just, I don't think you can. What I'm about to say is mean. Mom, I know you're going to text me about this, but I don't care. So just save your thumbs on this one. I love you more than life itself. But just, you know, like, I don't care. My brother's a huge Wake Forest fan. Awesome. But I I will never take Wake Forest seriously on a schedule. I don't give a shit. I don't care how good they are. I don't care. Okay, yeah, they had one year. It was great. It was a great year. Good for them. But I never once will I ever see that game on the schedule and think, wow, we really got to get ready for this one. No. I'm always going to bet on Florida State in that game. Will I be wrong sometimes? Sure. But I've been wrong about far more consequential stuff in my life, and I haven't died from it yet. So I'm going to bet Florida State every time in that game. And I imagine our players probably feel kind of similar. So maybe it's a trap, but no. This this Boston College game, dude, especially you add in the fact that your boy is going to be flying up to Boston by the Haba, talking to Mike Wabug, talking about Tom Brady. Touchdown, Tommy. Okay. Yeah. I'm not taking a win with me, folks. I can't do it. I can't. They only let you have. Here's the problem. I have the American Airlines credit card. They only let me have the one bag for free. And I'm going to have to check a bag because I'm going to want all my toiletries because no offense to Denny, who I know doesn't listen to this. So who cares? No offense, man. I don't know what kind of shower he's working with. I don't know if he's a 
if he's a body wash guy, if he's a two in one guy, if he's a conditioner, and I don't know. So I'm going to need to bring my own body wash, my own shampoo, my own conditioner. I'm not putting in three ounce bottles. So I've got to check a bag, which unfortunately Florida state fans means there is absolutely no way I can take a win with me to Boston. It's a huge trap game. We're already going to be thinking about Florida. We probably just went like two and one or one and two. We may have lost to Miami. I hope not for the fourth year in a row. I think we win that game, but that means we just prevented a four-year skid. So either way, that's the biggest trap game on the schedule. I did not mean to get this worked up during this section, but oh boy. <sighs> yeah, most likely. I I actually have Boston calls like already on mine. It's one of the games that, regardless if it would beat Notre Dame or not, it's one of the games that we probably have the highest chance of losing, mainly because I think that coach is better. I think their team overall has better chemistry as a whole. And I think we do. I would rather look ahead to Florida because I think Florida, because we, we, I'm not saying we're going to beat Florida. I just don't know what they have. And if they roll out Emory Jones, then that's about it. Let me ask you this, buddy. Pretend it's not a great season. I mean, let's just, let's, let's put on our Bud Elliott. Sorry, Ingram, but you know, I take those shots when I can. Uh, let's put on our, our realist hat though, because it is important. We have to play Miami and Florida at a very inopportune time. This year is going to be massive for recruiting. It's the it, We are in the early signing period era, and we have to play Miami and Florida as two of our last three games. It's literally like it, – it's almost like the conference or the schedulers were like, hey, uh, you want to help recruits really make up their mind? Let's just let all three of them play each other at the very end of the season, see how it goes. Do you think – there's an acceptable combined point total we can lose to those two teams by and it not be no, a total travesty. No, 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 we can't lose to both. No, you gotta be, you gotta be one of the, one of the other. You can't, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, if we lose to both this year, um, so I'm going to be out of my Norbell. That's it. Well, there you have it folks. We just got a very defensive statement out of a litigator. And I think on that we should, uh, we should call it a night. This has been a fun night. We got to talk. We started talking about fast and the furious. We got to get all worked up about the Boston college game, which, We'll talk more about trap games later, but I hate trap games. And I think that's a that's a pretty good statement there, man. I am in agreement. I hope I hope for the sake of our fan base, everyone listening is in agreement because I'm going to put that marker down as well. Drake, I concur with my co-counsel's opinion on this matter. We cannot lose to both of our rivals this year. There's not an ex- – I don't give a – there have already been too many bleeps on this episode. I don't care – if it's by a combined two points, we cannot lose to both. We have to beat both of them. And I'm confident that we're going to beat both of them. So folks, we're 73 days away from kickoff. I cannot wait to see all of y'all in Dope Campbell Stadium. But tonight, I got to go to bed because I'm only human and I can't stay up till, you know, September 5th. Drake, I know you got to go to bed because you've got like a real job to do in the mornings now. So I will let you go, folks. Thanks for stopping by. I'm your host, Max. Sitting right next to me, we got Drake. And this was Locked on Seminoles. Take care, everybody. And see you next time.